This webmasterradio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Hi, Darren Babin here to tell you about AFCON 2010. We're only days away, June 21st through the 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. We're bringing you two amazing keynotes featuring New York Times best-selling author and social media expert Joel Com, and a keynote conversation on the state of the affiliate marketing industry hosted by Jeremy Shoemaker interviewing Aaron Baker of Intrinsic Interactive. June 21st and 22nd, AFCON 2010 is bringing you two full days of non-stop sessions, a buzzing trade show floor full of exhibitors, speed networking, plus we cap off each night with incredible nighttime networking with WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash and the PMG Superstar Affiliate Party. AFCON is almost here. June 21st through the 23rd in Denver, Colorado at the Colorado Convention Center. Register now at AFCON2010.com. That's A-F-F-C-O-N-2010.com. Come and join us in Denver, Colorado for a little mile-high marketing. We hope to see you there. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 17th of June, more than halfway through the year, folks. Uh, we are seriously rounding up the calendar, and you know you're halfway. You know you're halfway through the year when you come across AFCON 2010 coming up in uh, Denver, Colorado next week. AFCON 2010 Webmaster Radio's convention grows up. It comes for its third show. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Dave, I am so, so, so terribly proud of the team over at Webmaster Radio for getting the show together under, um, well, pressing circumstances. Uh, by the way, I'm Jim Hedger, noted marketing consultant at Bad About Town, and I'm joined by Dave Davies, uh, president and CEO of Beanstalk SEO. Dave, how you doing today, bro? I am having a fantastic day, and as always, I mean the the, the congratulations have to go out uh, as as always to Webmaster Radio for uh, for for affiliate convention. Uh, good good note on your part, Dave. Abcon twenty ten. Sorry, correction. Sorry, thanks for the correction, Dave. Um, when we talked last week, SES Toronto was only half over, so some uh, it was a great conference, a great convention. Um. There was there's so much to go over. My goodness, like uh, so many things that were said there. One of the most important things, I think, was uh, Miley's day two keynote. Talked a great deal about what to do and what not to do in and around Google. We got a great show today. We have Joel Calm, one of the undisputed social media experts. Author of uh, well several books on social on social marketing and social media and keynote speaker at AFCON 2010 coming up in Denver next week. Uh, I think he's uh, Monday's keynote. So he's the author of Twitter Power and he's also a new Webmaster Radio host. So we're gonna have a lot to talk about with Joel. But before we jump into that, did you hear that the Department of Labor? The U.S. Department of Labor is trying to well, classify search marketers as a uh, occupational, well, as an occupational profile. Okay, okay. Finally, little recognition. Now, what does this mean? Well, 
Well, it means that in America, um, when you do your taxes, uh, you fill in your occupation. There's never been a profile for people who do search or digital marketing. What it means, I guess, is that the uh, industry is large enough for the U.S. Department of Labor to uh, see it as a unique and distinct uh, uh, profession. Well, that's good. You know what I it means? A lot of it means that the eyes of the U.S. government were as good as accountants. That's what it means. Phew. Well, you know what? I mean, let, let's let's be honest. One thing government is very good at. There's there's many things they're not great at, um, but there are some things they're very good at, and one of those is finding new ways to classify and take the money. <laughs> yes. So I, yes, I think you know this. Not this so good at figuring out how to classify the money they're taking. Well, I don't think that there's any such classification in Canada. Um, I still no, put down is. zookeeper, and they believe me every time I do my taxes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was very interesting. Um, that is interesting, and it certainly shows uh, another step in the evolution of, of the industry as a whole, which is fantastic. About time. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of money to be to be made in, in this industry, so, um, you know, and, and that this, this industry generates as a whole, so about time. Um, but, yeah, a, a, good, a good signal for, for this industry and, and how it's maturing and, and being accepted um, as, as a, a real-for-real job, um, which is fantastic. Moving, moving right along, uh, speaking of stuff getting accepted and stuff getting into the mainstream media, uh, Dush Ramachandran was on um, an NBC affiliate out of Denver today talking about affiliate marketing, the market in Denver, and, of course, AFCON 2010. Now, the cool thing about that morning show, NBC morning show in Denver, is it gets syndicated across the states. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 174,000 viewers in their syndication area. It was a great interview, and I'm just now posting the, uh, the link to that interview in the Webmaster Radio chat. So anyone who's sitting in the chat room, I think this is phenomenal. And again, this is just hard work on the, on the part of uh, Darren and Brandy and uh, Brasco and Jennifer and you know, everyone involved in uh, AFCON 2010. And... The more, the more recognition we in the industry can get the industry, the better it is for all of us. And so congratulations, guys. It was a good little interview. They cover a lot of, uh, a lot of subjects, including the new affiliate marketing tax or taxes. And, uh, yeah, so if anyone's got a few minutes after Webcology, of course. Of course. Um, check out that interview. Three and a half minutes of, uh, of serious goodness. Well, I know I will. Um, something, you know, just in a, in, a, in a light bit of news, if I can go distracted for just a sec, but it's talking about the, the economy, so this is obviously important. It's, it's a theme of our, our show regularly. Um, there's another attack um, on our economy. I, I was, it, it was an interesting story because I was just reading, um, reading the statistics just, just yesterday, um, and it comes from an unusual source. The world economy is suffering right now not because of, 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 of the banking industry, um, not because of, of, of Wall Street or, or, or stocks or, or any missteps, but because of FIFA. Billions of dollars <laughs> are being lost in global productivity because of FIFA. Yeah, uh, man, it happens I, every I four years. You know it's, what? It's an interesting thing that our, our friends from, from overseas um, would know. I know. I. I mean. Uh, you know. I, I am following, and I found the the win of, of Switzerland over Spain to be just just awesome. Uh, not because I have anything against the Spanish, but because I just find that just it, it, it shouldn't have happened. They haven't won a game, I think, in like nine months or something like that. But anyways, um, but for for basically for the rest of the world, football, not our football, is is huge. Um, and yeah, the 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 economies are just. Is, is taking a hit. Productivity is way down as people are, are, are stopping, paying attention to this, paying to, and, 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 and sort of getting, getting themselves a, a little distracted. And I found that really just, just kind, of, kind of funny. And, and it certainly says, hey, here's why the Super Bowl is on a weekend. <laughs> because it's like a constant Super Bowl um, for these people that, that spans weeks. 
um, for, yeah. for people who are that interested in, in, in uh, soccer. Anyways, so just just an interesting I, little, not, little Dude, point. I am so down there with you. Um, my neighborhood in Toronto, Koreatown, was deathly silent today after Korea was Korea lost four to one. Um, yeah. Just seriously. That was a nothing big, moved in yeah, the neighborhood. A, a, a big, Had we big won, loss. on the other hand, I say we because it's my neighborhood. The place would have been nuts. Uh, it's a. Uh, I, I I've got I've got games going on the CBC.ca. Now, only if you're in Canada. I'm afraid if you're in the States, you got to find your own feed. But CBC.ca is showing a live feed of every World Cup game. So, yeah, I, I, I got my feed going in the, in the side window, and I'm actually trying not to look over there. Totally distracting. FIFA, uh, CB, uh, CBC FIFA um, app for my iPhone so I can keep up. Anyways, we're, we're apparently uh, not the norm here in <laughs> Here in in, uh, in North America. Well, you know what? I well, didn't even say North yeah. America. Because I, I don't know about the rest of North America, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the city of Toronto, everything stops when there's a game on. Everything. You know what? And, and fair enough. Um, although I know, you know, I, I was happy for Switzerland because I always like the underdog. I know uh, my wife, who um, I think, you know, looks towards the, the Spanish soccer players, and I've got to admit, you know, soccer does breed a good physique. Uh, looks to the Spanish soccer players, and I think she was sad for them <laughs> for, for that yes. loss because I think she has a, a little favorite. Uh, I think it was Morientos was one of her favorites. Anyways, um, off on an aside, we, we've got to wrap up here because we have got uh, a fantastic guest, and I'm just chomping at the bit to uh, to get to chatting about well, we a little, got three uh, minutes. social media. We have three minutes before Joel Kong steps into the virtual studio here on webmasterradio.fm. And while we're on the uh, on the subject of sports and underdogs, I really want to get this in, okay? Okay. A fellow named Jamie Moyer, pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, shut down the Yankees in eight innings. Now, the cool thing about this isn't that he shut down the Yankees, which is actually pretty cool, but the dude's 47 years old. 47-year-old yeah, pitcher through eight innings strong innings against the Yankees. Now, I'm mentioning this because, you know, I, I root for the guys in their 40s. I really do. In this in this, in this this age of steroids and youth, I so root for the guys in their 40s. Oh, yeah. I bet she's evolving, too, eh? Which is... That's all, one can only hope. You know what? It's, it's as we get closer and closer and then cross over into the uh, digits that begin with four. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you know, for the first time we, in 36 years, yes, as we uh, get I, I think we start to lead towards, you know, rooting for, just like I was hoping for Switzerland. It's like you, you shouldn't be here, so fantastic. Good on you. Jesus Christ, you know what? Joel Calm is going to have something to say about that to you there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you'll see. You'll see. You'll, you'll, you're you're, you're going to feel so sorry about this because... Joel Calm is rumored to be listening in right now. Apparently, he's standing by on hold, so this is a good time to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Friends, this is Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Uh, Dave's from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're going to go to a break, have some fine commercials, and we're going to be coming back with social media expert Joel Calm. Stick around, friends. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. 
Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. From webmasterradio.fm, welcome to the Joel Com Show. Hanging out with the masters of marketing, the sultans of social, and the titans of traffic. New York Times best-selling author and serial entrepreneur, Joel Kahn, will inspire, inform, and entertain you. Search, social, local, mobile, and everything Web 2.0. It's all here on The Joel Kahn Show, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, June the 17th, and we have a most remarkable segment coming up. We have with us in the house, social media expert, author of Twitter Power, and new webmasterradio.fm host, Joel Calm. Joel, welcome to Webcology. Hey, thanks for having me. And if, if by in the house you mean I'm in Colorado and you're elsewhere, then I'm totally in the house. <laughs> oh, we are one big house here at Webmaster. You're in the virtual studio. How's that? Yep. That's true. So, I could read the recent part of your bio and I could take a good 20 minutes doing it, but I want to go back in a bit of history, back to uh, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. As your intro for uh, the, the Joel Calm show says, you're a serial entrepreneur. And one of the, uh, one of the things I dug up that, uh, in, in your past is you were the founder of ClassicGames.com, bought by Yahoo in about, what, 96, 97, which uh, yeah, morphed into Yahoo Games. That's correct. Dude, that's cred. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's prehistory cred. That's amazing. It was when Internet Dirt was still new, when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a while, and that was a lot of fun. Actually, uh, ClassicGames.com launched in early 1997, I believe, and by 1998, it was Yahoo Games. That's incredible. Um, that was back when such things were possible. Um, are such things still possible? Of course they are. Businesses are getting acquired all the time. Okay. Now... I gotta ask, Sultan of Social was uh was that your copy or was that was that Brasco? So Brasco wrote some copy, or I don't know if he wrote or who wrote it, but they gave it to me and they had you know a bunch of play on words on there, and so I added that just off the cuff. And every time I hear it, I I cringe just a little. <laughs> but no, it's okay. Well, what is it about social media? Can you uh? Define the quote-unquote power of social media in 25 words or less or in a one-hour keynote speech. Uh, well, actually, it's not what I'm going to be talking about during the keynote, so I'll give you a little taste uh, right now. Social media oh, is back, it's back to the basics. It's about, uh, you know, we are stuck in front of our computers and we're alone in front of our computers. And what social media has done is it's brought back the basics, the connection, the relationships that we need as human beings and uh, facilitated that. So we're getting reconnected even though we're sitting miles apart. 
Is it really an extraordinary business tool, or is it just that buzz of connection that we're feeling? Oh, it's totally an extraordinary business tool. I mean, when before have we had the ability to connect with people so rapidly, to find uh, people that, you know, from our past. In fact, in the past seven days, I've connected, reconnected with two friends that I haven't spoken with in 20 years, right? You couldn't, you know, how would you track somebody down before? Oh, look, they're on Facebook. You know, made it so much easier. And as far as businesses go, you know, businesses want to be where people are, where their prospects and their customers are, and social media is where they are and where you can reach them. So it's a no-brainer to use. Now, how do we, looking at things from a from a, a personal perspective and as a business tool, um, I myself, I try and keep, for the most part, my social media. Facebook is for personal. I try and keep business out of it as much as possible. Twitter I use. Uh, is more for, for business contacts. But how do we avoid, if we want to use, let's use Twitter as the example here, use Twitter as a real-for-real real, um, business tool. And let's say for gathering information and for, for presenting information, how do we avoid the just random shouting in the dark? How do I filter through the 3,000 uh, messages that I'm going to get to find the gems? How do we avoid that clutter that takes place in, in, in these social media areas and might negatively affect its ability to communicate to you and for you to communicate out to the world? That's a great question. In fact, um, my original uh, Twitter MO was to follow everybody who followed me. And after I had 60,000 or so people I was following, my Twitter stream became unusable. And so at that point, I unfollowed everybody and started over again. And, you know, I lost followers as a result, but that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, right now I'm I'm being followed by about 65,000 people, and I'm following about 500, and I'm following those that I've got a relationship with of some kind, or there's some direct interest on my part. But if you follow so many people that there's just no way to to build a relationship, what you end up doing is not looking at your Twitter stream at all and just tweeting, and then you know uh, following your at replies. And you know the thing about Twitter is there's not a single way to use it. It's whatever becomes most comfortable for you. So even though there would be those who would say, oh, uh, Joel's too big to follow me now. Well, that's not the case. It's just that if I follow everybody, I, can't, I may as well follow nobody. So does, do, do you think that this is going, that that action, if we all did that, um, and, and all of us took that approach, we only followed people we were interested in, is that going to positively impact the ability to use Twitter for business by making it people who will actually read basically what, what, the, what the tweets are, or is it going to reduce the impact by limiting the exposure to, to a, 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 a smaller audience? I think both and neither at the same time, right, because everybody uses Twitter different depending upon what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are. You know, if I'm a business and my sole reason for using Twitter is to connect with my customers, and I'm going to want to follow as many of those customers as I possibly can, regardless of what that number is, right? Uh, but if you're using Twitter, uh, maybe you got a small business, or maybe you're focused in a very specific niche, and it's, you're not as broad in what you're doing, then fewer people that you're following might be better. I think we get in trouble when we become dogmatic about it and say, this is how you should use Twitter. Um, you know, there's certainly best practices, but you have to leave room in there for uh, individual cases to be able to determine what's going to work best for them. So let me, let me answer it this way. If everybody did that, um, then, yeah, it would, it would cause uh, a little bit of a shakeup, and people would have to reevaluate, you know, what's Twitter all about. But I don't think with 100 million people using Twitter that you're going to see everybody do anything. A lot of small businesses, Joel, have, uh, have trouble wrapping their heads around developing a conversation in social media. Um, becoming, I guess, their own brand character. What advice would you give a small business that wanted to market through social media? Well, what I would tell people is marketing is the last part of <clears throat> how you would use social media. Uh, I like to say that there's a four-step process to doing business, uh, not just using social media, uh, but even on your blog and even offline. And it's simple. It's like me, know me, trust me, pay me. And in that order, uh, you know, people want to do business with people that they like, know, and trust. And so when people just go on Twitter, Facebook, or even door-to-door -door and say, buy my stuff, it's a huge turnoff. Because 
we don't trust those people. We don't trust them because we don't know them. We don't know them because we don't like to. We don't. We're not interested in knowing them. So on Twitter, when you follow somebody, it's like you're saying, "Okay, you, I like you. I'm willing to listen to what you have to say." As I follow your tweets, I get to know you better and know what you're all about. And as I get to know you better, if you do indeed bring value to the conversation, you become trustworthy in my sight. And it's that trust that then opens the door to a transaction to take place, whether it's buying a product or a service, subscribing to a, a philosophy or an idea, whatever it is. It's all about that relationship. And I think businesses, <clears throat> to succeed with Twitter, need to build a relationship with their customers so that they like them, they know them, they trust them, and that will continue the relationship forward into uh, becoming customers. Is there any types of business or small business that social media won't work for? Um, that's a good that watch, won't produce a, a good outcome, won't produce a good conversation? I, I don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, maybe if you run a business that's all about being antisocial, <laughs> then turning <laughs> off, you know, relationship and discussion with customers could be a good thing. That's actually funny. We, we were sitting around one day and thought, we should uh, build the antisocial network. And people, uh, you know, go to the page, and you know, we don't let them make friends with anybody, uh, just like it's an April Fool's spoof. Uh, I don't think so. I think that every business, whether online or offline, is going to benefit from the opportunity to bring value to others using social media, using their web presence. Well, how would they build their initial communities? Um, the company has been on, okay, this hypothetical example, company's been online for a while. It now wants to start move in, moving into social media, um, uh, start getting messages out using, using Twitter or their Facebook uh, page. How do they start getting followers, getting friends? Well, you, you start getting followers by becoming a follower. So, you know, pick a niche. Maybe, uh, maybe your business is uh, video games, which I'm very fond of and, and always have been. Um, you know, you'll go on Twitter or Facebook and you'll search for video games, maybe even more specific, PC gaming. Follow people that have those tags in their, uh, their profile and begin interacting with them. You know, it's, it's like walking into a room that's this massive party with millions of people in it how do you know where to start? How do you know who's going to, you know, have share interests with you? Do you randomly just walk up to somebody? No, you listen for conversations. And, you know, something catches your ear and you're like, oh, you know, I, I, I know a little something about that. Let me enter into that conversation. Only thanks to the power of Twitter search, we can actually find those people, begin following those people, interact with them, and, and bring value to the conversation. What happens is they follow you back. Oh, this person's interesting. They have something to say. I want to follow them. And if you uh, continue doing that, people will start sharing you with their circle of influence, and that's how it grows. It's, it's a very viral thing. Uh, let's shift gears for a second. We uh, have probably five to ten minutes left in the segment. Um, as, your, uh, as your bio says, you're a serial entrepreneur. Aside, uh, aside from being an author and, and, and speaker, what else are you up to? Oh, my. Um, you said we got five minutes? Is that right? <laughs> okay, in, 20, in 25,000 words or less. Yeah, no, uh, I've been building sites since 1995. I started by building content sites. Um, I got into affiliate marketing back in 1996. I've flipped a number of sites. Um, obviously gotten into social media. Uh, in the last three years, I've been or two years, I've been in iPhone application development and have built a number of uh, apps, including one that hit number one for three weeks solid. I've nice. built a, uh, a mobile marketing platform called TextCast Live that uh, any online business can use to begin uh, creating their own mobile marketing uh, lists so they can reach their customers to their cell phones. And um, we create information products that help people to make money online. And what else do I do? We create software tools, uh, such as our Socrates theme, which uh, is, is actually the uh, best-selling WordPress product on ClickBank right now. In fact, it's, I think it's in the top 10 of all ClickBank products because we developed a WordPress theme that lets anybody build a, a really cool site for business with monetization, with social media integration. And so I'm, I'm doing a number of things and got some other things in the works that I'm not ready to talk about yet. 
Well, you will be talking about quite a bit of stuff in uh, Denver next week. You said you're not going to be talking about social media. Can you no. give us a hint? Yeah, actually, I can't. I, you know, I, I'm one of those uh, up-to-the-last-minute speakers. I, I wait for inspiration to come, and sometimes it doesn't come until a few days before. And It actually hit me yesterday as I was evaluating the things that I've done over the years and how unique some of those things are. And they're not all my ideas. I surround myself with a team of people that are smarter than myself. Um, so it's not difficult to do in my case. But we've come up with some really interesting ways of uh, uh, apply, applying creative marketing to what we're doing. And so my presentation is going to be geared towards encouraging affiliate marketers to not just think outside the box, but to eliminate the box completely, to not think of uh, their marketing in terms of any predefined notions, but to really unleash your creativity and come up with projects and ways of marketing what they're doing in ways that nobody has before because I think that's what really makes you stand out from the crowd. And I'm going to have a, n a number of examples of those things, and I'm, I'm getting really excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For affiliate marketers, um, there's you, you obviously, you see a world beyond traditional affiliate marketing. Um, really quickly, without giving away, without giving away uh, your keynote, what are some of those segments? Well, how do I do that without giving it away? <laughs> oh, you know, you're a better writer than I am. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Well, I won't give you the exact, exact examples, but I've got uh, categories of examples. For example, there's the no guts, no glory approach, right, where you do something that's incredibly gutsy that people think, wow, you're nuts for doing this, and uh, turns out to, uh, to actually be a good thing. And uh, so, you know, I, there's so many people that are copying what others are doing. And look, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, I believe that every creation we come up with, there's a spin from something that's been done previously, right? There's never anything that's completely and totally new. You know, social media is just a spin, uh, you know, like Twitter and Facebook. Twitter is a spin on, uh, on MySpace. Facebook was a spin on MySpace. You know, MySpace was a newer spin on Tripod and GeoCities type sites. Uh, you know, it all goes back to the earliest types of websites, and we're just polishing it. And the next generation will be truly a next generation, a step up from what there is now with a new twist to it. And sometimes you've got to really uh, be gutsy and, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, push the envelope to do, to do what nobody's done before. Well, I think that's good advice. I mean, now and, and of course, in some industries, when you've got a, a solid business, you can't really go with the, the no guts, no glory approach because you can't afford the the risk there. But I do think that uh, I'll be looking forward to the to the keynote to, to hear what other ideas you have, um, and hopefully you'll on your show uh, after that uh, also cover cover a little bit of that and maybe how how some of those things might apply to typical non affiliate um, related businesses. But um, on moving us back onto a more traditional sort of business approach. Um, I, I tongue-in-cheek would ask, is this, is this whole Twitter thing, you know, do you think it's, it's here to stay? But on a more serious note, and on that tangent, not asking that, but where will it go? I mean, it, it's evolved quite a bit, and the use of it certainly has evolved quite a bit over the last um, even 12 months. What, what can businesses sort of look to and, and prepare for um, in the future of Twitter or other um, social media streams that they may be using? What does the future hold? You know, I, I wish my crystal ball was a little clearer. It seems no matter how much polish I put on it these days, it's still a little fuzzy. Um, you know, Twitter's here to stay. Facebook is here to stay. If they can figure out how to make money, you know, and, and, and not run out of money, because honestly, when I look at the ways that these guys are trying to monetize their sites, I just scratch my head. You know, Facebook ads don't work for the majority of people. And uh, they just haven't figured out how to make this thing work yet. And I'm thinking, boy, put it in the hands of some marketers here and let's, let's ramp this thing up. Uh, Twitter, you know, they're very slowly and methodically rolling out promoted tweets. So clearly they're taking a stance that this is a business tool. And yet a lot of businesses don't take it seriously as a business tool yet. It's a positioning thing. So they're going to figure that out. Um, it's taken them longer than it should, I think, in both cases. 
but uh, you know these are not necessarily marketers these are tech people you know and they're trying to bring in marketers on their team to make it happen and a lot of times when you do that the wheels of progress move very slowly what's the uh, what's the average lifespan of a tweet <laughs> I guess that depends uh, you know how many trees are in that forest right uh, there's sometimes I will get a reply to a tweet several days after I put it out there, but you know, in Twitter time, things move very quickly and uh, attention span is very short. So uh, it actually would be very interesting to do a scientific study uh, and put some constants in place and show somebody tweeted here and they have this number of replies in the first minute, this money in the second minute, this many in the third, 10 minutes later, here's what people are saying. Uh, you know, to see how that works, but it's a definite curve. You know, it's like, it looks like a diving board, right? You jump off, boom, there's the most, and you're in the water, and before you know it, there's no response. Okay, and the responses you might get on the long tail, like the drops of water coming down around you. Yeah, they really are, and I think that's for people who don't follow a lot of people or might not log into their stream for a few days or they uh, they they find you, they follow you in particular and go look at all right what has Joel written over the last week you know I want to catch up and I think that those are fewer that do that but they're out there. By and large, is the advertising community getting better at using uh, social media, better at integrating Facebook and Twitter campaigns? You know, here's the thing: I, I haven't lately since they started the promoted tweets, uh, I know that Facebook ads are not all that effective and you know I kinda I stay away from them myself as far as whether promoted tweets work or not um, the jury's out I like that uh, for example uh, Pixar just bought the Toy Story term because it was trending right so rather than driving the marketing um, they're a sponsor that looked for an opportunity they saw that their term was up there and then found a way to uh, to tie a sponsorship into that. So the community drove the popularity, and then they jumped into sponsors rather the other way around. I think that's that's, I want, that's new. I want to keep you on the phone for the rest of the hour. I, this is this is uh, this such an incredible opportunity. Do you mind if I ask you a couple more questions? Nope, not at all. I'm here for you. We're um, in your practice. Where are you getting the most marketing traction? From which channels? Oh, boy. Uh, in particular in social media or just in, in general? Digital, by and large, across the board. You know, it's, I've got a number of businesses, and it really does cross over them. You know, we've got our email list that, uh, of our customers that, uh, that keep up with what we're doing. Uh, my Twitter stream and my Facebook page are important to me. Um, you know, my speaking and my writing are both very effective means of uh, bringing us additional business. Our, uh, our software development firm and iPhone projects uh, continue to bring in referrals because uh, our work is really good. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in multiple income streams and uh, not putting all your eggs in one basket because that basket, uh, the bottom could fall out, uh, your basket could get stolen and uh, then you're left with nothing. So, and, and it doesn't hurt that uh, I've got bright, shiny object syndrome, and you know I'm easily distracted <laughs> to look at the latest uh, gadgets and whatnot. You know, the, late, the latest in gadgetry seems to be uh, emerging in the mobile field. Yeah. Now, it's been the year of mobile for what three, four, five years now. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're still, we're still in the pioneer to early adopter phase. Businesses in America by and large, do not understand mobile yet. And it's really a shame because you would think people would get it. It's so simple. Uh, and yet they're scared. And, and as usual, big business is going to lead the way before small business jumps in. We're seeing that with our mobile marketing platform. You know, we've built a platform that any business can use to connect with their customers like never before on steroids to increase ROI. And yet they don't get it. Uh, in Asia, they totally get it, but here we're a little slow to adopt it. Well, we were also slow to adopt mobile in general. Uh, Scandinavia was um, using mobile using mobile devices to trigger pop or soda machines uh, five years ago. Um, so you know, pay pay via Bluetooth. Right. That's, that's an old technology that's just coming to North America now. 
Why were we so far behind the curve? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I think uh, we like our ways. It, I, when I when I hear that question, I ask myself, uh, well, why hasn't soccer caught on in the United States? Why didn't the metric system catch on? We like what we like, and we like what we know and what we're comfortable with. And I think that people are just now getting comfortable with their smartphones, and next is going to come the ability to be marketed to through their smartphones. And we're just slow that way. How disruptive will the move towards mobile be to the online marketing industry? Um, I don't think it'll affect the online marketing industry as much as it's going to continue to affect the offline. You know, print, radio, television uh, continue to uh, lose audience because uh, media information wants to be uh, widely dispersed. It wants to be set free. And the, uh, the major media outlets are losing power, as well they should, uh, because power in the hands of a few is absolutely corrupting. And uh, now that we have citizen journalists and many more channels for reaching people, uh, we see a, a much more varied, uh, broader opinions and ability to communicate. Uh this, this question is asked for the benefit of my co-host, Dave, and I'm, I just got to get right in there. Uh, tell me, Joel, net neutrality, pro or con? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a, a, a narrow definition. Why don't you ask me specifically what, uh, you know, let's talk about a controversial area. Okay, um, well, the, the, the most defensible argument on the anti-net neutrality side would be um, bandwidth throttling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm pro-capitalism. I'm, I'm not a fan of government telling us what to do, right? And when I see headlines popping up that, uh, that they're giving Obama, you know, the kill switch for the Internet in, in case of uh, what they say national emergency, that scares me. Um, I, I don't like Big Brother telling us what to do. I'm in Colorado, and I'm not a fan of the Colorado Internet tax. You know, as an Amazon associate, that affects me now. And so um, I think we need to uh, take the, the, the shackles off business and allow innovators and uh, uh, capitalists to do what they do best, to create solutions and let the free market decide. Um. Clearly, you and I have to have a drink over this issue. Um, <laughs> um, Joel, thank yes. you so much for joining us here on Webcology today. Uh, it's, it's been uh, an amazing treat having you on as a guest, and I really look forward to uh, meeting you in, in Denver in a, in a few days and, and seriously hearing your keynote. Um, well, it will be mine. I hope that you enjoy it. Friends, that was a serial entrepreneur, author, and new webmaster radio host, Joel Calm. And uh, I want to remind folks, you can hear the Joel Calm Show here on webmasterradio.fm every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can also check out the podcast and the archives at webmasterradio.fm or at iTunes or at any of the fine podcast distribution outlets out there. We got to take a quick break, and then uh, Dave and I are going to be back to sum up. So, friends, you listen to Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Marketing Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stick around. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web College. We'll be back after this short break. Did you know? 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, 
online marketing with measurable results. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Man, that was a seriously fun interview. I haven't, uh, I'm telling you, Dave, I'm, I'm sorry I took so much of that, that space here, but I haven't had so much fun interviewing somebody in, uh, in months. You know, that was a tough one, and I mean, I, I look forward to, to listening to his show. I'd also like to have him on ours again, because I could have gone on, for, as I'm sure you could, for hours. Uh, I'm jealous, because you're going to have uh, a chance to chat with him over beers in Denver, and I won't be in Denver, but... Um, so you're, you you will have that opportunity that uh, that I would have enjoyed continuing on today with. Um, but dude, don't so, yeah, don't, don't you hate it when you're like interviewing somebody and you're positive, um, you know the response they're going to give, and like they give you something totally different that you expected? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was pro net neutrality. I've I've seriously got to get down to America and rally the troops there. Wow. Well, it's it's a tough it's a tough sell, but you and I, I mean, we could have show after show after show, and and we'll 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 kind of we'll agree to disagree, and we'll kind of agree on a few things, and um, if only the, the 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 legislators could just kind of see things the way that I think there's so much common ground as to see few arguing points. It's like, you know, okay, well at least you know let's let's just agree that this is is what we need, and um, you know agree to some exceptions and 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 be done with it. But at the same time. Um, you know, then I could also argue that legislation, and I'm sure Joel would too, uh, legislation, more rules is not necessarily the best thing. I think our law books are big enough. Uh, oh, Dave, more beer. But anyway, more beer. We'll have to talk about this one. Indeed. But, okay, we got five minutes left. We got to burn, and we got another special guest sitting in the studio right now. Master marketer, the dude who got uh, Dush Ramachandran on NBC TV this morning. SE guru, Darren Babin. Welcome back to Webcology, bro. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey. Well, you, 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 dude, you're asking us. <laughs> we should be asking you. Darren, what's going on, dude? Just a little bit of everything, actually. Uh, you know, I, I would say that that this office is probably in one of its biggest buzz modes that it's been in in, in a while. Uh, we we're boarding flights for Denver tomorrow. We're very excited about it. And as you just mentioned uh, this morning. Uh, we did have uh, Dush Ramachandran from uh, ClickBank uh, on uh, the NBC affiliate there in, in Denver talking about uh, the upcoming event there uh, at the Colorado Convention Center. And it's it's really kind of a kind of an exciting thing for for affiliate marketers there in Denver um, and um, the surrounding area because obviously you guys are well aware of, of the laws that have affected affiliate marketers uh, since um, Colorado initiated the uh, you know the the Amazon law there and, and so we're gonna be talking we're gonna have a couple of panels that uh, are dedicated to this there's gonna be a, a roundtable discussion of course um, we're going to um, grab some of the uh, very key people who were uh, intricately involved in uh, the passing of, of uh, not not helping in passing, but helping in to guide the legislators uh, along in the process of getting that uh, uh, that bill drafted in a manner that would actually be um, you know as beneficial as possible for for those who are still working uh, in Colorado and trying not so to create a nexus. So this is, this is good for people in Colorado to get a sense of what's going on in their state. But more importantly, this is a must-listen for people in other jurisdictions who know this is coming at them in the near future. Well, absolutely. This, this is how you organize to lobby a legislature. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Colorado is probably one of the the, the most organized states to date with regard, um, you know, to getting you know themselves mobilized for uh, and and educated properly as well for for such a fight because um, you know it really took a few key players to stand up strong and to you know step up front. You know, so we're excited about that. You know, and and to address that issue, um, you know, I will tell you uh, that there's events going on from the moment uh, from the moment you hit. Until the moment you leave <laughs> Denver, Colorado, there's something going on. There's either a cocktail reception, or, or um, you know, there's there's uh, just an amazing educational lineup, and, and of course, uh, the the big evening parties going on between Affiliate Bash and of course uh, Paulson Management Group doing their evening superstar affiliate party over at church, which is you know, if you've never seen a church turned into a nightclub, it's pretty doggone cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so excited about this. Folks in Denver, you know what's coming at you. You saw the show last year. I imagine this one's twice as big and twice as crazy. It's 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 going to be truly amazing. I think the one one takeaway from this, this event is that um, the team really put their heads down and spent a lot of time focusing on what it is that we knew our listeners wanted and were accustomed to by virtue of what Webmaster Radio produces. Uh, and as a result of that, I would like to say that AFCON 2010, uh, considering a lot of the hurdles that we've had to overcome over the last few months, I think we've done one hell of an amazing job, and I think all of our team is is to be commended for a lot of their hard work. And, of course, all of you guys that, you know, uh, get on planes and come out to Denver and, and you know, to speak and, and, you know, to help make this a success that it, it, it was last time. Well, I'm getting on a plane Sunday afternoon, going to see you Sunday night, uh, see you and Brandy and Brasco and Jennifer and the whole crew, and I'm, I totally can't wait because I miss you guys terribly. Amen. And Darren, uh, tyranny of time, dude. Yep. We're done. That's it. That's it. It, it was uh, good, guys. Friends, stick around. Affiliate Marketing Insiders coming up right after Webcology. They're talking about press release optimization with the wonderful Meg Walker, Director of Online Marketing for PR Web. We had Joel Calm on. Grab the podcast if you haven't heard the whole episode. Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, thank you so much for uh, for being here as always. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Markland Media. Folks, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. Amazing program coming right up.